Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, kids, here we are on a Monday again. The Monday blues got you down. We'll pick you up. It is Monday, the 6th day of December 2021. Welcome to the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. The town of Stillwater, Minnesota, just outside of the Twin Cities, is known for being the oldest town in Minnesota. But now it's known for something else. West Coast levels of tyrannical mask mania. Abby Lee is a mom in Stillwater. Her son is a six-year-old and was just expelled from school for not abiding by a strict masking mandate. Yes, expelled permanently, not allowed back. Abby Lee sent us this message about her plight. Quote, Mark is a happy, smiley little six-year-old who loves learning and loves his teacher. Mark has struggled with a speech disability since he was about two years old. This combined with sensory issues has caused masking to be a real struggle. Now, this wouldn't have been a problem in Stillwater because before the school year started, the school board voted to make masking optional. You know, the approach that worked absolutely fine all of last year in huge swaths of the United States. But then on Labor Day weekend, one week into the school year, an emergency board meeting was called and they made masking mandatory for grades kindergarten through eight. By the way, in that exact same building, grades nine through 12 are not forced to wear masks because science. Anyway, Abby continues, quote, we applied for an exemption for Mark. It was denied by the school nurse because our primary care physician is a naturopath and a doctor of chiropractic. We believe that this goes against state law. After Mark's exemption was denied, there was no help or solution offered from the school. We were continually shut down. Finally, we instructed Mark not to wear a mask anymore and accompanied him to school each day. Each time he was suspended for longer and longer periods of time. Now, before they expel a student, they have to provide the option of a due process hearing, which we planned to do. In the end, the judge ruled with the school disregarding any law that we brought forward. On December 2nd, the board voted to expel Mark. What a horrible story. Abby Lee joins us now. Abby, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. So permanently, your little six-year-old boy is not allowed to attend this school any longer. Is that right? Correct. As of Thursday. So is that for the entire Stillwater School District for the remainder of his school career? They did not say if it was the entire district. We're in a charter school. It's a classical school within the district. So we're told we cannot re-enroll for 12 months. So in the state of Minnesota, Governor of the Tyrant Walls here, um, what is it, what authority specifically has been granted to this school board to make health decisions for your son, Mark, 
and override your wishes for his health? Well, that's just it. We don't know that they were actually given any authority, except they go off of what the Minnesota Department of Health and Education, and they're using the CDC as their law. So, I mean, if you went into the judge and said, Judge, Your Honor, what law is it? What statute is it that you can show us that gives this board this unilateral authority to reign supreme over my son? Did you ask the judge these questions in court? Yeah, so it's a, it's a hearing officer, so it's a little different. It's not a judge. But as they are asked that, they are, um, he responded in basically a written um, fine of his findings and never, ever stated any law and did not respond to the questions asked. Him. So what were the findings of the judge where the judge said, yeah, we believe that a six-year-old with sensory issues and a speech impediment should be permanently removed from the school because he's not wearing a mask. What were the findings exactly? Yeah, so they're claiming that his um, his behavior would be considered willful behavior against reasonable rules, where our stance is this is not a reasonable rule and regulation. And they're also saying on the expulsion form, it says that he is putting himself and others in endanger endangerment. And so... Our question to the hearing officer is, how could that be if students in the same building are not required to wear a mask? And there was no um, answer given on that. So what they're about- just they go right off of his behavior to not wear a mask. He's not following school rules. So therefore, he will be expelled. The science here is just mind boggling. Uh, these people must be really smart because I don't get it um, how there can be. Grades 9 through 12 in the exact same building, these people are not wearing masks at all, but grades kindergarten through 8 are forced to wear a mask. How does that make any sense? Does it, or am I, am I missing something here? No, it, it doesn't. They're going off of that 9 through 12 could be vaccinated, um, but they're not all required to be. So it still doesn't make any sense. So that's kind of been our biggest complaint. And we've, we've gone to school board meetings and tried to speak about this. We've emailed. We've tried to do all of the things to get the answers and again every answer from the school to us was ended with well this is what our legal counsel advised okay well even if all of them were vaccinated that wouldn't stop them from spreading it um and as we see that this vaccine provides no immunity to COVID 19 whatsoever and actually the most robust immunity is natural immunity uh, because you have a lifetime immunity to the COVID virus people with sars cov1 antibodies are actually resistant to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. They've had them in their body for 10 years. Uh, That's been well-documented by peer-reviewed journals. Why doesn't the judge, the school board, or anybody else want to hear about any of this? This is a virus that virtually affects no kids whatsoever, and it's causing major problems for your kid who seems to have some sort of a disability, a sensory issue, where this becomes a problem. I have a son with sensory issues, so I totally understand where you're coming from here. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly is the law that this court is operating under. Do you feel that you have any recourse against these people? Um, you know, we were told that we can take this to the Court of Appeals. It's difficult. I feel like we have to weigh out our options between finances and mental and emotional health of the children. Um, and, and honestly, I think the scariest part is I'm not sure that law will stand. So, you know, I, a lot of people are telling us we would have a good case to go ahead and go forward with that. So we're praying about it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to do. Uh, Are you going to 
be putting your son, Mark, into a different school for the remainder of this year? Are you going to be homeschooling him? What homeschooling. Are you, you're going to be homeschooling. I, th- I think that th- this is what we need to do more of. And in Florida, there are schools that are set up called freedom schools. How long is it going to be before they just shut those people down altogether and criminalize them and throw those people in jail for being an unsafe place, uh, you know, and, and a disease super spreading facility? This stuff, none of it adds up. None of it makes any sense. Is this really about health and safety to you, Abby, or is this more about control and compliance? Right. It feels very much so that it's been all about control the whole time because none of it is making sense. And when we're pleading with them and they've known me, we've been at the school for nine years. I have older children, you know, they, they know who I am. And so it's been so discouraging. Has the school teacher, Mark's teacher or anybody else inside of the school secretly been in support of you or told you anything, any encouraging things? His teacher has been a huge advocate for us. Um, She also testified at the due process hearing um, just saying, you know, I really can't support his speech IEP if I can't see his mouth. Um, But again, it just, you can't even understand how that can be disregarded. And the people that they did listen to are people that have never met my son. So wait, he has an IEP. Mm -hmm. And and this is supposed to give Mark special accommodations that are not afforded to other people. If he has sensory issues and he has a speech impediment and he has an IEP for that, this judge, these these tyrants are walking all over your rights. I, I would I would seriously suggest that you take this thing to the Court of Appeals. I mean, Mark is being completely unfairly mistreated. Now, whether or not you choose to actually put him back in a school in that environment, I don't know if I would recommend that. But but you have to fight. Absolutely. Um, I've got about a minute left here. I want your final words. Yeah. Okay. You know, I do, we do really desire to continue the fight for that if that's what the Lord wills. Um, But I think it's really important as Christians, Christians can use the Romans 13 passage, I feel against us to say, you know, we basically need to follow our rulers and authorities no matter what. But, you know, when you look at verse three, it's saying that rulers are not to be terrors of good conduct, but of evil. And, you know, I'm like, we are law abiding citizens. We are not law breakers. And we do need to give some pushback to hold these rulers accountable. So this is the only way I know how at this point. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job and you're no regular appearer on media platforms, but I think you did a really good job here. Maybe that's a future for you. You could be a spokesperson on behalf of all of the kids that are dealing with what Mark is dealing with right now. We're going to be praying for you, praying for Mark and for all of the people involved with your situation. Abby Lee, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you do. All right, you guys, you're running out of time. Christmas is coming. You want to be thoughtful. You want to be creative. You you love giving. I know that. I know my audience. You guys are givers, not takers. That's why I love you. And you love to be creative. So get creative and give the gift of CBD. Your friends and family will love you. They're able to treat their joint pain, muscle pain, ligament pain, uh, allergies, migraine, headaches. Even people with diagnosis right into the show with great testimonials about how CBD has helped them holistically and naturally treat these things rather than shoving chemicals down your throat. Go to AmericaFirstOil.com. Get 50% off on all of the products right now. The pain creams, the pain patches, the oils, the bath salts, the skincare products, all of it. 50% off right now. Go peruse over there. Go find out all the benefits of CBD at AmericaFirstOil.com. Plus, this is a veteran-owned company. It's important to me. I'm sure it's important to you. Tim Clund is a veteran of the United States Air Force. Plus, all of Tim's products are sourced 
right here in the United States. That's also important to me, and I'm sure it is to you as well. Whether your friends and loved ones are treating joint pain, muscle pain, ligament pain, migraine headaches, allergies, or maybe everyday run-of-the-mill stress and anxiety, CBD is a holistic and natural way of treating all of it. Go to AmericaFirstOil.com right now and get 50% off when you use the promo code STU50 right now at AmericaFirstOil.com. Again, that's AmericaFirstOil.com. Well, it's sad enough watching adults suffer through catastrophic side effects from the bioweapon who believed the lies that they were told or who had to choose between the shot or losing their jobs. But now the FDA has raced to approve giving the jab to children under the age of 12. And that means that now, of course, we're starting to see our first cases of severe side effects in kids who were too young to even make an informed choice. Dr. Jane Ruby is with us again, and she says that she's starting to see some of these serious adverse events in children ages 5 to 11 years old. Dr. Jane? The murder of five to 11 year olds has begun, Stu. We predicted it, we feared it, and now it's here. Since the FDA expanded the authorization for five to 11 year olds on October 29th, we're starting to see the first VAERS reports coming in, and they're shocking. But before I get to those, I'd like everyone to hear this audio tape of an EMT exchange for a child of 11 years old who collapsed after getting the Pfizer BioNTech injection. So they're calling it an allergic reaction, but it sounds like an 11 year old completely unresponsive after uh, being injected. That's correct. This 11-year-old was getting a a Pfizer-BioNTech injection at the Lourdes Medical Center in Vestal, New York, which I believe is near Buffalo. Uh, Two Delta One is a medical call, and I believe one Delta One refers to unresponsive, so he was not alert and lost consciousness. This is getting more and more serious, Stu. It's dangerous. And I want to start by sharing just a few of the VAERS reports that have come in uh, that we're starting to see. First of all, there was an eight-year-old female from the state of Massachusetts uh, on 11-23. This VAX report came in, same day as the injection, unresponsive, weakness. Uh, She passed out while she was in the observation area and fell off the chair. She felt better after a few minutes and fell out, fell off the chair again after she passed out a second time. No color on her face. I'm reading from the report after 10 to 15 minutes. Listen to this, Stu. Paramedics came in. Uh, Parent refused to take the child to allow it to go to the ER uh, called the mom the same night and she said we've arranged for the second dose with the pediatric office. Stu, this is just, I can barely read it. Uh, second VAERS report, and we have these numbers, by the way, these VAERS reports, also filed on November 23rd, same day as the vaccine injection, as they call it. This was a nine-year-old female in the state of California. She had a seizure for a couple of seconds and uh, a headache, complained of a Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. conditions apply. See website for details. Serious headache. The third one, Stu, that I wanted to report on was on October 30th, the, va- the vaccine injection, as, as we call it, uh, on 
uh, October 30th, and the report came in two days later on November 1st. This was an eight-year-old child, male, uh, in the state of Wyoming. An eight-year-old male patient received the BioNTech injection via an unspecified route, whatever that means, uh, on November uh, and at the age of eight years old. The patient received this uh, injection and was taken to the ICU with myocarditis within two days. He was, quote, totally healthy and active, according to family, prior to vaccination. The outcome was uh, unknown, eight years old uh, in uh, with myocarditis within two days. And Stu, I want to share this child, a picture of this child, whose parents put him uh, on social media. He's a little boy sitting in, in a hospital bed. Uh, this was posted on the parents' social media, so we are featuring it. I want people to understand how real this is. This is an eight-year-old boy. Uh, the information under the picture was a mini heart attack as a cardiac nurse practitioner. I have no idea what people mean by a mini heart attack. If he ends up dying, uh, will that be a mini death? But this young boy, the quote from his parent under the picture, you see him here with a pizza and some cereal, his first meal in four days since coming out of a coma as a result of his mini heart attack, so thankful he's vaccinated with all of the sick people in this place. You'll notice in this picture, he has cardiac leads on his chest. This is so dissonant to me as, as a cardiac specialist uh, to see a child any child, unless there's a there, there was a congenital beginning, in other words, at birth, some kind of heart defect or functional defect. But the majority of children, as, as most lay people know, do not get heart attacks. And calling it a mini heart attack is one of the criminal uh, uh, egregious things we see. It's like calling these shots of vaccine, these bioweapon injections of vaccine. Let's call a heart attack, which is, by the way, I want to qualify something. A, a heart attack, by definition, is a post ischemic event in cardiac tissue. That means that oxygen was deprived to a certain portion of the cardiac tissue. That is permanent. That leaves a scarring in the, in the cardiac muscle itself. It never can regenerate. It never comes back. And the heart has to learn to beat and probably with a different, uh, with a different cadence, different, different rate, uh, and a, and a different functional level after you've had a heart attack. Uh, a, a transient ischemic attack is when there's a temporary uh, blockage of oxygen to cardiac tissue. And it's usually, if you're lucky, uh, manifested with chest pain, arm pain, shortness of breath, passing out, those kinds of symptoms. But make no mistake, any heart attack, by definition, is a permanent de uh, dep deprivation of oxygen to that cardiac tissue. So this is just what's happening. Uh, I think it's the beginning of an explosion for children and babies. And don't forget, the FDA is expecting data, if you can call it that, from Pfizer uh, before the end of this year. That's just a few weeks away for the two to four-year-old group, uh, God help us, so that they will authorize this for two to four-year-olds. Uh, I just, listening to you tell the story and showing that picture of that child there and then a mother saying those things that she's so grateful that he's vaccinated and not putting two and two together. The reason your son is there is because of this bioweapon shot. And then she's being, yeah. I'm sure she's being gaslighted by these doctors and 
nobody is ever going to put two and two together. This poor kid is going to suffer for the rest of his life uh, as as this child is going to have to, I mean, be subjected to a, right. a, a lifetime supply of a subscription of boosters forever. It's not only the boosters, but this child will not, I almost can predict with almost 100% certainty, will not live a normal lifespan. You can't have cardiac damage to that extent of a heart attack. This is the point I'm making. Uh, and expect to live to be 70, 80, 90, whatever the life expectancy is for an eight or nine year old at this point in life. This child is going to go into heart failure, repeated episodes. He's going to need extensive cardiac support treatment, medication, uh, probably be in the ICU up until his death. I'm not God. I can't predict, but it will not be a full lifespan. Uh, This usually happens to people in their 60s and 70s and takes them out in their 80s and 90s. So it's, it's, it's incredibly sad that the mother is actually expressing gratitude for her son being injected with this bioweapon toxic shot that has actually destroyed and it's a probably going to be the reason why he has his mini funeral and it's going to mini kill him uh, and result in the mini end of his mini life. It's absolutely, absolutely stupid. insane. Uh, these people, Crazy. these people uh, are murdering their own children. They're they're literally murdering their own kids in the name of a virus that affects. Virtually no kids at all. I believe that I read 99.998% of kids recover from this thing without any serious illness. Insanity. Uh, and, and with the ages two to four upcoming, I'm assuming that we're going to see uh, all these VARES. Now, as a cardiac nurse practitioner, and I only have about 30 seconds left here, do you have any reason medically to believe that these types of events will not occur in the ages 12, uh, two to four? No, we we know now from some recent studies that the spike protein that is a synthetic spike, you know, created by your body at the behest of this mRNA molecule is a very toxic protein that has an affinity for the receptors on on cardiac tissue. We know that as well as other organ tissues. So this is going to come harder and faster. Mm. Dr. Jane Ruby, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Stu. Christopher Key and the Vaccine Police, a group that I am proud to support, is boots on the ground fighting with every fiber in his body to keep these bioweapon shots away from your kids and making a difference, getting mask mandates lifted as he appears before these petty tyrants on school boards all over the country, confronting hospital administrators. Why are you killing our people? Why are you filling them with remdesivir and throwing them on ventilators and keeping them away from their friends and family as you whisper in their ear, it's too late, while you watch them die? He's serving Nuremberg notifications on these pharmacists that are injecting this bioweapon into people. He's confronting big pharma CEOs and executives. Uh, He's making a huge difference by putting up billboards in major metropolitan areas, waking people up, showing them the dangers and deadly effects of this bioweapon shot. And today, he was in Louisiana appearing before lawmakers, putting them on notice. We have your affirmation. We have your oath of office. We have your bonds. Please support the vaccine police if you can. Go to vaccine-police.com. He video documents everything that he's doing. Follow him in Telegram at vaccine police. And please donate to this cause. Donate to the vaccine police. Every single dollar is used to get put right back into the efforts to keep these shots away from your kids, to defeat these mandates. Go to vaccine-police.com and support them. I am proud to support the vaccine police, and I hope that you will too. Go to vaccine-police.com. Again, vaccine-police.com. Well, we supported Donald Trump during his presidency, and we're sure that most of our viewers did as well. And we know the 2020 election was wrongfully stolen from him, whether it was throughout outright fraud or by rigging the system against him. 
But we don't care for how Donald Trump has behaved in the months since leaving the White House. He seemed more concerned with his personal gripes over the election than the dozens of his supporters wrongfully imprisoned after January 6th. And on top of that, when he's been on the road or on the air, Trump has acted as chief salesman for all these vaccines they want to stick into everyone. And let's be clear, something has to be said. These vaccines were rushed out as quickly as possible. And Donald Trump played a central role in getting them rushed out. And now he's deflecting responsibility to Biden. He says that Biden has failed to sell the public on the vaccine. He says that they don't trust Biden and don't trust his administration. All of that is true, of course, but it leaves out something very important. People don't trust this vaccine because they have seen with their own eyes that the vaccine is hurting people, their friends, their family, their loved ones. And soon, thanks to the same rushed process that the president himself promoted, it's going to be killing young and helpless children. Dr. Paul Elias Alexander was a former senior HHS COVID advisor to President Trump. He saw our interview with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows last week, and he wanted a chance to respond. We're happy to give it to him, and he joins us now. Dr. Alexander, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Stu, once again for having me on your show. Um, I like your open, and um, I, I actually tend to agree with you. Look, I have been a very strong supporter of President Trump in the past, and I still am. I actually think that he deserves a second shot. To be honest with you, I think he's the best person up on deck. However, I could love, I could support, but I could still raise serious questions and call what has done into serious question. The Operation Warp Speed program was a disaster. I'll be blunt as I can. Um, the reality is that there is no way that you could have taken 12-year process or 15-year process and boil it down to three months. I understand the issue about you squeeze out all of the inefficiencies, etc. But you cannot cut time. The time in a vaccine or drug development process is there for a reason. We actually wanted that time because it is in that time that we could detect safety signals. And I do believe with the lockdowns, with the school closures, the mass mandates, I believe Fauci and books and books devastated Donald Trump's first presidency. I think they made, they, they operated in a way to subvert him and to make his presidency look ungovernable and the country unmanageable. And they misled him greatly with the lockdowns and people died. Now I am saying that President Trump, who I greatly support, and I think January of 2020, he had a shot from Mount Rushmore. He can still have but I think that the vaccine developers, CDC, Fauci, NIH, Francis Collins, Rochelle Wilinski at CDC, they have devastatingly misled him. These vaccines are catastrophic failure. They do not work against the Delta. Forget Omicron. Omicron is not a problem for us. We've looked at the data up to this weekend. Omicron is actually less transmissible than Delta. It, it will actually carve out its own ecological niche, like Epsilon and Lambda, will not dislodge Delta. Delta is our problem still. Forget Omicron. The vaccine has failed against Delta, period. We have 31 studies that show clearly the vaccine does not work. We need to stop this. And by continuing the vaccine program, if you go and touch our children with these vaccines, 
you are liable to kill thousands of American children. And we beg President Trump, whoever he has around him, stop. Move them away. Move them. They're not advising you properly. We are the scientists looking at the data objectively. We are seeing the harms and the deaths. President Trump, you need to step up. Stop this in the children and put a pause on these vaccines for the rest of the nation. You are a great man. We supported you. We know all of the good things about you. I've not waffled, but these vaccines are a failure and they came out under you. You need to step up now. Yeah, I mean, I think we can put the Lambda and the Omicron and the Delta and the Doomsday and all these other variants away because, first of all, there's no specific test for them. And number two, the one thing that hasn't changed is the, the, the fatality rate, the, fat, the fatality rate and these, and these things. I mean, 99.9889% of kids who contract this virus beat it without a problem. 99.987% of everyone who contracts this coronavirus, uh, survives without an issue. The vaccines are a completely different story because you can't say that about these things. These shots are killing people in an unprecedented level. And they're causing more catastrophic adverse events than every other previously approved, quote, vaccine combined. And these aren't even vaccines. These are a therapeutic. These are an mRNA technology that we have never before used. This is an experimental thing that is now being shoved down the throats of everybody in our military. Now all of our school children, people who work at private companies now in the city of New York, uh, according to Bill de Blasio, are now going to have to be all vaccinated. This is going out of control. And these shots are killing people. Now, you said that you saw the interview with Mark Meadows. Meadows says that Trump doesn't know that this is going on. Do you believe that? No, I can't believe that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just kind of, President Trump is probably one of the smartest people in the world. He went to Wharton. President Trump is brilliant. I can tell you this. He's a He's one of... They misunderstood how smart this guy is, technically very smart. And I know he's aware of everything around him. Whatever is going on right now, we just need, we as the people, need him to understand this. Children bring their innate immunity. The innate immunity is what children come with, they are born with. It's already on deck, and it's what protects them from all of the pathogen around them, including SARS-CoV-2. We have evidence today that shows that the vaccine itself, the vaccinal antibodies suppresses and subverts the innate antibodies. Again, I'm saying the people involved here pretending the science doesn't exist and they're trying to rewrite immunology, like how they pretend that natural immunity is inferior to vaccine immunity. The CDC was insane to say that. There's no way 
And I would ask uh, Mark Meadows to look at the science and to make sure that President Trump has the science if he does not. But I cannot believe that. And I believe Mark Meadows misspoke for the president. The president must know what's going on here. If he does not, if he does not, well, that actually does not reflect well on him. But I don't believe that. So Mark Meadows needs to clean that up. Well, the president already came out and said that Mark Meadows' book was fake news. Going back to the CDC, the CDC says that the vaccines aren't working, which is why you need a booster. Is that right? I mean, they're saying that they're waning, and so you need a booster shot. You've signed yourself up for a lifetime subscription of booster shots. You're now going to become the CDC's pincushion and experimental lab rat for the rest of your life for this mRNA technology that is blowing up the immune system of people and then leaving kids dead because of myocarditis and other serious adverse events. But the CDC was also forced to recently admit that they don't have one documented case of a person contracting COVID-19, recovering from it, and then getting it again and transmitting it to anybody else. So the unvaccinated people are not by any means transmitting this virus or being super spreaders. This is actually a pandemic of the vaccinated because all of the cases that are hospitalized right now, the majority of them are people who are, quote, fully vaccinated or have have received at least two of these jabs. Uh, Stu, we did not want anyone to be hurt and we want anything to work, everything to work for the American people or for even the world. But let me just say it this way. Turn off the CDC. Nothing Walensky says, not Fauci has to me become, he is the most inept, quote unquote, scientist out there. I listen to nothing he says. What are the facts? We have the data. We have the data by Gazette et al., Chow et al., Ryan Mursma et al. I could name 31 studies for you that shows the vaccine has failed. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The data is clear that something is wrong. We know what is wrong. The vaccinated person is harboring massive amounts of viral load. It's the vaccinated person that is becoming more infected than the unvaccinated. And it's the vaccinated person that is transmitting to the unvaccinated. Actually, the unvaccinated must be very concerned, very concerned against the vaccinated. That is why Walensky had to rush to the podium and say, put on a mask. They don't know what the hell to do right now. Because the vaccine does not work. I don't know how, and, and, and people need to understand, if you take a booster, you are getting the exact same thing in that vial as you got for the second or the first. That's the Wuhan March 2020 vaccine. That has gone a year now. We have the Delta variant. When you take this vaccine, it will not work. I'm saying it again. You are taking something that cannot work. Just cannot. And the Pfizer vaccine loses uh, antibodies 40% a month. After three months, it's over. It's gone. So the unvaccinated and the vaccinated are basically in the same place. So this is a bunch of garbage that the CDC and the NIH puts out. The public is being misled, greatly misled. And this is why we want President Trump to step up. His voice is so powerful. He's such a well-loved, supported guy. He needs to step up and take leadership here. It is okay. We know you were misled, but you need now to step up and try to help us fix this. We need President Trump. We need you. No vaccines for children. Please step up. Well, any immunity to the virus that this shot does give, you say, is gone after three months. However, the damage damage that the shot does 
is not gone after three months. The damage no, is permanent and it's hurting people's immune systems. It's destroying them. It's causing massive organ failure. We've already mentioned myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks. Uh, it's causing neurological problems as the spike protein travels across the blood brain barrier. There's all kinds of yes. huge catastrophic problems with this. Uh, in addition to that, there are thousands of documented reports of people who are injured by the vaccine that have not been vaccinated just from being in proximity to those who have been vaccinated through shedding and transmission. People are uh, experiencing irregular menstrual cycles. People are experiencing hangover type headaches. People are becoming infertile uh, or sterile as a result of just being around people. They're becoming sick, physically ill just from being around people who have been vaccinated. There's to me, there's not one benefit that I can see from taking these shots. Now, you've acknowledged that you believe that the president knows that all this is going on. I'm going to ask you the billion-dollar question. If he knows that all of this is going on, why is he continuing to incessantly push that everybody take this shot? Well, you ask a trillion-dollar question. That's what confuses all of us because he must understand. And I don't know if the people around him so he's aware of what's going on and uh, explaining it to him, explaining it away in an upside-down, convoluted way, maybe trying to explain that these people who died or, or suffered adverse effects had underlying medical conditions, etc., which is wrong, which is desperately wrong. So whoever is bringing it to the president <clears throat> is misleading him. That's why I said earlier, he has to start by moving everyone around him off, moving them away. And bring the correct people in there. You have Rish, McCullough, you have Fareed, you have Ryan Cole, you have me. We will do anything to help this president and to make sure he's properly informed. So I, 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 I could never say that President Trump is not um, a, a, a benevolent, good person. We know this. But something is wrong right now. Something is devastatingly wrong with the vaccines. And something is wrong with what he has said. I mean, I saw this interview. I saw what was written recently. I saw the interview last night with Mark Levin. I was waiting for him to explain the situation with the vaccine, and he did not. We are concerned because there's the rest of the population that's looking on, his most ardent supporters, and saying, Mr. President, on. I love you and support you, but, but we have a problem. You need to start by recognizing it and telling us, how are we going to fix this? Because the Biden administration is out to lunch. They don't know what the hell they're doing right now. And they want to vaccinate every human and animal in the world. And we can't allow that. We cannot allow them to damage children. Yeah, they, soon they'll they, be watering they, their houseplants with these vaccines. I'm convinced these people are just obsessed with these needles and syringes. It's... I. I, I, I just, I, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around. Yes. I stutter trying to put words together, thinking about how obsessed they are with these vaccines. Uh, Mark Meadows made a promise to me. We got him to go on the record and say that he would deliver a packet of information to the president. I've asked you to help me put that together. I know that you're working on it. Uh, and we're going to get this stuff to him because obviously... Whoever it is that's communicating to the president what the adverse events and deaths are associated with this thing that he rushed to the market is not affecting the president. So he's obviously no. not seeing the correct data, and we're going to give it to him. Dr. Paul Alexander, I'm out of time. I got to go. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. 
My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size MyPillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size MyPillows, Pillows regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. So go to mypillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1 800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. Well, Elizabeth Holmes is still on trial for the Theranos scam. Jesse Smollett is on trial for his hate hoax back in 2019. And honestly, either of those trials could be the biggest trial of the year in other years. But instead, they aren't even in the top two for the past two months, thanks to Kyle Rittenhouse last month and, of course, Ghislaine Maxwell. But it feels like there hasn't been nearly as much attention on Maxwell's trial in the press compared to all the others. And rest assured, that's likely by design. A lot of people, very powerful people, don't want the public learning too much about what Jeffrey Epstein was really doing. When Epstein committed suicide, he'd been charged with fraud and sex trafficking of minors, but there was every reason to suspect far more may have been going on. And according to prosecutors, Maxwell was at the center of all of it as Epstein's fixer and chief recruiter. And again, according to prosecutors, she also participated in some of the sexual abuse of minors directly. But on the other hand, most of these crimes allegedly took place a decade or more ago, and supposedly none of it is on video. Or could there be a video that simply hasn't seen the light of day yet, even if the feds have it? If so, will it ever become public or will they just vanish into the bowels of the deep state? Kash Patel is a former federal prosecutor. He helped expose the Russia hoax while working as an aide to Devin Nunes and was a key aide to President Trump in the second half of the term. And he joins us now. Kash, why aren't we hearing about this at all in the media. Who, who's Ghislaine Maxwell? Right. <laughs> no, as 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 a guy who spent a, a chunk of his career, a decade being a public defender and a prosecutor, tried 60 some federal uh, or excuse me, criminal trials to verdict in state and federal court. This is the trial of the century, except for, like you said, Kyle Rittenhouse. But you hit it on the head. Why are we not hearing about this in the media? Because the media is as guilty as the allegations about Ghislaine Maxwell are, they will crumble if she's indicted because of the people, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and everybody else that's about to come to light through this trial. But what are they doing instead? They're trying to dirty up Mr. Trump. Um, <laughs> that's the media's coverage of an individual who's charged with some heinous crimes, sex trafficking of minor children. That's outrageous. Yeah. And not only herself, but Jeffrey Epstein and not only Jeffrey Epstein, but a slew of all this other people on his plane, his fantasy island. I mean, these are heinous, heinous crimes that I actually had to deal with in federal court. And you would think that a crime against a child would receive a lot of media attention, but they just want to tarnish President Trump. Do you have any idea? I mean, I, I want your take on this. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Who killed Jeffrey Epstein? How about that? Let me talk about. So I've spent a lot of time in federal detention facilities as a public defender before um, talking to my clients. So I kind of know how those work. He was in isolation. He was in a unit where 
it's he's in there not just to protect himself, but he's in there to protect the rest of the prison population because he was such a high profile case. What happens is in these units, there's supposed to be 24 seven guard duty on him directly. And from what I was able to learn in this, you know, in the lead up to his suicide is the guard fell asleep. Um, Now, I don't really buy that, but it's almost impossible to prove otherwise unless you can obtain the videotape. And usually there isn't video looking into people's cells for a lot of reasons. And so we're stuck with that narrative. And did you do you know what happened to these guards? Supposedly they were going to get charged, but I've never heard anything that happened to these prison guards. Maybe you should we should try to find them and let's talk to them. Yeah, um, it's it's like the Andy Griffith thing, right? He falls yeah. asleep with his feet up on the desk and then the key, you remember that they reach around and they grab yeah. the keys and they make their way out of the jail so they can go back to the saloon. I mean, it seems really ridiculous to me to, that the media wants us to believe that this is actually what happened. Um, yeah, they're, they're and, also, and also when you're in that kind of confinement, we call it solitary confinement, you're not supposed to have these things that you are able to hang yourself with. That's the whole point of the strict rules in there. You're not supposed to have six feet of cloth that you can dangle from the ceiling so you can hang yourself. This is prison 101. Yeah. So I agree with you. This this doesn't look right. It doesn't look like a suicide. But is this Justice Department going to investigate it? Probably not. So the media is desperate to attach Trump, like you said, to this whole thing. And everything that we hear about in the media as relating to Ghislaine Maxwell and this trial isn't about the heinous crimes committed by Jeffrey Epstein or allegedly by Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. how, you know, uh, Epstein killed himself on Trump's watch. And, uh, you know, and then now it's uh, pictures relentlessly displayed on the television screen of Donald Trump with his arm around you know, Ghislaine Maxwell or chumming it up with uh, with Jeffrey Epstein did to your knowledge, did President Trump ever go out to Epstein Island? Was he a flyer on the Lolita Express? Not that I'm aware of. And if we're just indicting people based on photos they had with Jeffrey Epstein, well, then there's probably a million other people that are going to get indicted by that standard. And let's just rewind the clock a little bit. You brought up a great point. Remember, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't prosecuted under Bush one or Obama. He was prosecuted federally under Trump, who had the courage to go in and undo that BS state level charge immunity deal he struck in Florida and finally had the gall to bring that individual to trial. So we finally hear about the sex crimes he committed. He's not getting any credit for that, Trump. And I don't even think he wants it, but he's not getting it. His Justice Department was the one that figured out a way to federally indict this individual after he got the deal of a lifetime in Florida for committing sex acts and getting probation. So people forget that. And and he should be at least uh, acknowledged for being the president when we brought Jeffrey Epstein to, to, to trial. Let's talk or, a little bit about this, the fact that it happened over a decade ago or about a decade ago. Does any of that matter as a former federal prosecutor? I mean, does it matter to you that this was 10 years ago? And if there's tape out there, videotape out there, are you going to be able to find it? And, and that's and again, you're, you're all over this. So the evidence is what matters as the time goes on. Evidence seems to dissipate. And if it's a case like this where the witnesses are coming in and saying, I saw this, I heard this, I said this, you know, memories fade over time. And if yeah. you can't substantiate, corroborate the evidence, with, as you said, how are you going to get video from something that was 10 years old? Does it even exist? Um, did it get destroyed? So it's very hard to corroborate that evidence and building a federal prosecution on a sex crimes issue is very tough in and of itself because it's a lot of, he said, she said, and the advantage, like I mentioned on my show is he's dead. Jeffrey Epstein's dead. 
So no one can talk to him. We can't bring him into the trial. And Maxwell's attorneys are probably using that to their advantage to make him the culprit of all the criminal activity and nothing to do with her. So what angle as a prosecutor do you go from and with the lack of the evidence with Jeffrey Epstein being had been murdered? Um, that's what I'm going with. I, I believe that this guy was murdered. I'm sure that the Clintons had something to do with this because this ties right back to them. Obviously, these yeah. people, the Clintons were deeply involved with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Bill Clinton was on that Lolita Express a lot of times. He was on that island. We all know what happened on that island. He had no other reason to go there uh, with Durham and everything coming out. The Clintons are, I mean, Hillary Clinton, I have no idea how she even sleeps at night right now because they, everybody is breathing down her throat. But as a prosecutor, going back to this, what angle do you use to prosecute and to go after Ghislaine Maxwell in the absence of this video and with the memory thing and with Epstein being dead? Here's what you do. You have to make the jury feel more sorry for your your victims, the women that are saying this, than they do of Ghislaine Maxwell. That's how you win this type of case. I know you're not supposed to try cases on emotion, but anyone says that emotions don't enter jury trials is living in another universe. So if you could put up credible victims who have who say and speak to the jury and the jury believes them, they'll convict Ghislaine Maxwell. That's how you put on a case like this with credible victim testimony. And I think they're starting to roll that out. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell's side, what they're going to do is they're going to try to not necessarily attack the victims, but they're going to make her, Ghislaine Maxwell, the victim of Jeffrey Epstein's crime. That's their defense, not just the lack of evidence. They're just going to say, well, she had nothing to do with it. It was all this monster who is now dead. He does commentary for the Epoch Times. That's where you can find him. You've got, you've got a lot to say about all these high-profile trials, especially this fall. There's no shortage of content. Also, the founder of Fight With Cash. That's Fight With K-A-S-H, cash with a K.com. If you've been deplatformed or defamed by this media who hasn't been, you can get a hold of fightwithcash.com. Cash Patel, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, Stu. Always love coming on your show. All right, I know you won't mind me taking a minute to talk to you about guns. Man, I love guns. Do you love guns? Everybody needs a gun. Let me be clear. There'd be a lot less problems in this country if everyone was carrying a gun everywhere that they went. And whether you're looking for a handgun or a long gun, something for personal protection or something for hunting, GunsAmerica.com is the most trusted platform celebrating 25 years in business. Get to GunsAmerica.com right now and sign up because it's a whole lot more than guns. Uh, up to the minute 2A news and opinion. Firearm industry announcements. How about Hunt 365, the first Tuesday of every single month. Ideas for hunting opportunities, 365 days a year. Guns and gear reviews, expert tips from in-the-field experts, plus local gun sales. All local gun sales within 50 miles are absolutely free. Whether you're a dealer or a private person looking to buy or sell a gun, nobody is more trusted than GunsAmerica.com. Join the already 1.2 million smart people who have subscribed to GunsAmerica.com. Get there right now and go subscribe. GunsAmerica.com. Again, GunsAmerica.com. Well, here's a crazy idea for the next Republican president. How about disband the CIA? Seriously. What good has this organization actually done for Americans? The CIA has intentionally violated Americans' rights for decades and even done illegal experiments on them. The CIA sold the phony Iraq war with cooked intelligence. It tried to win the Afghan war by cutting deals with corrupt pedophile Afghan warlords. At its peak, the CIA was paying Afghan warlord Abdul Rashid Dostum $70,000 a month. And despite all these disastrous practices, the CIA thinks that it has the right to set U.S. foreign policy 
and joined the effort to bring down President Trump when he disagreed. So given all of this, is it any surprise the CIA is full of pedophiles too? BuzzFeed just published material taken from hundreds of internal CIA reports. Those reports show that the CIA repeatedly found evidence that its employees and contractors committed serious sex crimes against children, but either took no actions or just let them leave the job rather than reporting them to the police. Edward Zoll is an investigative reporter for The Stu Peters Show, and he has more on the story. Edward, thank you for being here. Should the CIA just be renamed the Child Endangerment Agency? At a minimum, Stu. I think getting rid of the CIA would be a mercy kill to an organization that's engaged in deep state pedophilia. Now, the BuzzFeed report you're mentioning here laid out quite a resume of crimes, crimes that you and I would go to jail for the rest of our lives for committing. When it comes to government agents, specifically people paid to lie, they don't go to jail. They don't get prosecuted. They just get a slap on the wrist and they get to carry on their debaucherous ways. Now, we, we know the CIA is a corrupt organization. I say this because it's not just the church uh, committee hearings about heart attack guns and assassination plots and propaganda songs. In fact, there were dart guns. You mentioned suicides. Well, I, I, I don't think a, a suicide is usually accomplished with a dart, uh, particularly a gun that can, can uh, place the dart in a human target in such a way that he doesn't even know that he's been hit. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI? Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. When it comes to the former CIA director, Mike Pompeo, he told us what this organization's all about. When I was a cadet, what's the first, what's the cadet motto at West Point? You will not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. Mm. I, I, I was the CIA director. We lied, we cheated, we steal, stole. It's, it was like, we, we, had, we had entire, we had entire training courses. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it reminds you of the, uh, uh, the glory of the American experiment. Now, regarding the latest crime, and I'm talking about the covering up, the covering for, and the non-prosecution of pedophiles. In this BuzzFeed report, it's a couple thousand documents were given to them, many of them redacted. There's at least 10 cases over 14 years of abuse against children, possession and smuggling of child pornography. And in one case, one agent actually admitted to sexually abusing two girls. They're aged two and six. These are kids. This agent, paid by Uncle Sam, was the creepy uncle who raped those children. And this, this man, he also engaged uh, in, in what was considered to be extensive downloading of child pornography and searching for images featuring 12 to 14 year olds. He was a prolific child pornographer, but also an abuser. Now, the two-year-old was not identified. The six-year-old was. And this agent, though not named, was protected because the U.S. Attorney's Office of Eastern Virginia declined to prosecute. They said, 
well, this is a case that we just don't think the CIA or, or that you know, should be bothered by. Maybe we'll expose things they're doing to help protect Americans. Of course, being facetious in this remark because the DOJ made a decision to say, well, the CIA gets a pass. The CIA gets a token. They get a, a, a get out of jail free card. Also, a rape kids for free card. Because what message does this send to the others in the agency? We are too big to prosecute, too big to jail, too sick to fix. Now, the occupation of the employee, the suspect, they said, did not factor in the non prosecution. And they also said it had taint issues, which, according to BuzzFeed, means a mishandling of evidence. We just call that good old-fashioned corruption down here in Florida. But uh, for BuzzFeed, they noted that there's many issues why this wasn't prosecuted, and, and it's not just because the person worked at the CIA. Yeah, okay. Well, a CIA insider, this is a source for BuzzFeed. I'm sure they've used many CIA sources for their stories over the years. They said that they're concerned that in criminal trial, that classified info may be disclosed, that bringing this pedophile and these others who have abused kids, who look at child pornography, or are engaging in the sickest of acts, that somehow prosecuting them would lead to the downfall of the agency. Well, hey, wouldn't that maybe be a good thing? At this point, what has the CIA done? Are they really going after terrorism? Are they really going after protecting you and I? According to this report, Stu, their job, day in, day out, and at least 10 of these cases, was to look at naked children do disgusting things, and then also to groom them. I think your call to disband the CIA is just, it's right, and it's the only thing we can do to bring this country back to a semblance of law and justice. Reporting for the Stu Peters Show, I'm Edward Saul. Time for today's Money Minute. We're joined by Carlos Cortez out of the Cortez Wealth Management headquarters. And we are learning that the U.S. debt limit could be reached by December 21st. That's according to the Fed. Absolutely, Stu. They keep on kicking the can. And all this translates to us is that our taxes are going to go up. So you can expect some serious tax hikes in your retirement very soon. Uh, you need to be part of the Never Tax Strategy. We have a class tomorrow discussing this at 7 p.m. at AmericaFirstRetirementPlan.com. AmericaFirstRetirementPlan.com. This class is absolutely free, and it's tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Sign up right now at AmericaFirstRetirementPlan.com. Until tomorrow at this time, here's what's up to it, here's what's down to it. Here's to any way you can get to it. Here's to those that don't do it, maybe be dragged to it, tied to it, or forced to it, and here's to us who do do it, because we're the ones that's used to it. Remember to fly low and avoid the radar. Listen, one day they're going to come for the car, and when they do, save the radio! This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.